Hi, I'm Tom Griffith, and welcome to the Greater Formation and Power podcast. Here we'll discuss topics and practices that will help you deepen your intimacy with God the Father, exercise your authority in Jesus the Son, and move in the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to walk in God's truth and intimacy and power. We need all three strands working together in our lives because we believe that nothing else will actually do. Hi, everybody. I want to thank you again for tuning into this podcast. And today I want to share with you uh, some dynamics of how to walk in an empowered love, a love that's empowered by God, empowered by heaven. I think you're going to find it really helpful. But before I do that, I do, it's been a while since I've mentioned what I do. So some of you listening might not know what I do in my life. I am what I call a, uh, clarity and spiritual leadership coach. I help people who are either in a confused state about what the next season might be, or they're uh, in a transition. They recognize that they're in a transition from one stage or season of life into the next. I help them get clear, get focused, and be fruitful. I kind of reach into your heart and hold it up in front of your face and help you to address the key things you need to address to take bold steps into your future. Together, we'll lay a foundation for the next season of your life and really your whole future, your whole life. I'm like a football coach for your soul. So if you're in any stage of a crossroads in your life, you may want to go to uh, go simply go to Tommy Griff. Dot com and you can schedule a free strategy session with me and we can talk about what's going down for you and maybe some positive steps into the future. Well, let me get back now to my message on how to walk in a God-empowered love. Uh, just recently was Valentine's Day, and so the atmosphere globally, is even as I've talked to people from different nations this week, Valentine's Day is shared pretty much globally. Now, in some nations, they don't do it with children as much as we do. And in a few nations, I was talking to somebody just uh, yesterday, and they were saying it's almost all about children. Whatever the case, Valentine's Day has made it big, mainly commercially. But it's made it big around the concept of love. Love is all you need. Love is all you need is the song. Most songs have something on the popular radio have something to do with love. In our world now that is so polarized, uh, so bifurcated that, that it seems that love has fallen into disrepute, you know, that <clears throat> what we do need is a kind of love. But what does that mean? Well, you may be familiar with the idea, particularly if you're in a Christian environment, of the idea of unconditional love. What we need to do is love unconditionally. Well, what does that even mean? And do we have the capacity to do that? Well, unconditional love is is sometimes defined as loving without strings, without expecting something in return. It's being offered freely. Some would call it a compassionate expression of love. Some would even call it agape love, which is agape is uh, the Greek word that's translated for the expression of God's love. And they're saying that is an unconditional love. However, 
I'm not sure that's really possible in earth or that that's really the best definition of love, unconditional love. What I have found this week to be more helpful is the idea that real love, real love is a sacrificial love. By that, I mean that to love people costs and sometimes costs a lot. Now, that's the picture of biblical love. You know, Christ was offered as a sacrifice of love to to bring reconciliation to us, to be reconciled in our relationship with the Father, it says in Romans 3.25. And we're offered to offer our lives as a living sacrifice, as an expression of worship to God in a sacrificial kind of love expression to God. In 2 Samuel 24.24, David is wanting to have some land that he will uh, use to worship God, and the person offers that land to the king for free, and David says, I will not do an offering of sacrifice that costs me nothing. David knew that sacrifice and worship need to cost something. The expression of love actually costs a lot. Well, what does it cost us? Well, for God to express his love to us, it costs the sacrifice of his son in Jesus. Not only that, it costs him today. I don't know if you recognize it, but you're not an easy person to love. You've got all kinds of hassle and problem and rebellion and selfishness in you that he's still absorbing in his relationship with you. And that's what we have to absorb in our relationship with others. If you want to love others, it's going to cost you. It's going to require sacrifice, a sacrifice related to patience or forgiveness or money Or, you know, if you love people at points, you're going to be misunderstood. Um, You're you're going to face hardship in that relationship. And when you recognize that real love requires sacrifice, that can help you press through those moments rather than run from them, rather than think that is not what love looks like. You might remember that Jesus said, no greater love has anybody than this, that they would lay down their life for their friend. That's in John 15, 13. In that expression, he, in a sense, is prophesying his own death of laying down his life for us, his friends. But he's not just doing that. He's giving us the example of what real love and sacrifice looks like. It is laying down our lives for our friends. God's love is a sacrificial love, and that kind of love really has no limits. You know, I was thinking the other day that often at many weddings, you hear uh, 1 Corinthians 13 read, and I'd like to just look at that for one moment um, and remind us what real uh, sacrificial love sounds like and looks like. It says that, and this is talking in the relationship of how we function with each other and release spiritual gifts or packets of God's power to each other 
in that environment. He describes in the interaction of spiritual gifts uh, the importance of love. And this kind of love, you can see, is a sacrificial love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Reading on in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. That requires sacrifice. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Love never fails. The only kind of love that never fails is a sacrificial love, a love that recognizes sacrifice from the beginning and is willing to pay the price to express that kind of care. Well, as I think about that kind of love, I've also thought about, well, what's the difference between sacrificial love and kind of a people-pleasing love, a love that just uh, overserves others, that wants to please them at all costs, that's kind of codependent, that if I love you, you're going to be happy and your happiness makes me happy. That is not the kind of love that I'm talking about. This can sound trite or maybe shallow, but it isn't. This may sound like over-spiritualization, but it isn't. Real sacrificial love is willing to do whatever is necessary to serve, to bless, according to God's will for that other person and their betterment. Sometimes really loving a person with sacrificial love might require the receiving pushback or misunderstanding. See, it looks like speaking the truth in love. Sometimes speaking the truth in love is brings immediate encouragement and a positive response from others, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes to speak the truth in love is to unveil error, or to unveil deception, or to unveil something that needs to be changed. But out of my love for that person, and an understanding that this is what God wants to speak to them for their good, it may be difficult for me to do, that's part of my sacrifice. It may be difficult for them to receive, and it may feel like our relationship is even in question because of the sharing of my sacrificial love. That's sometimes what the cost looks like. That's real love. Real love is willing to sacrifice. Well, that kind of love, when we recognize that sacrificial love, it can also recognize the sacrifice that other people have to pay, that other people have to make in order to love us. I know my wife has to pay a price to stay in a loving relationship with me, that sometimes I move too quickly, or I overspeak, or I'm too bold, or I'm controlling. In those moments, for her to continue to walk with me, she has to absorb, pay the price in her own soul to still express love to me when I have caused her pain. When I am aware 
that this is how love works. And when I recognize that she's paid a price to sacrifice, that can cause me or lead me to a place to express thanks to her for her forgiveness or for her service that overlooks, that pierces right through my own offensiveness. See, sacrificial love is a love that both is willing to sacrifice and is also willing to recognize the sacrifice of others. See, when others love me, it's going to cost them. Some of us has a, have a really difficult time receiving the sacrifice of others. Some of us like to serve and bless others, but it's hard for us to receive their sacrifice, their service, whether that sacrifice means taking, uh, taking you to the airport or bringing you a meal or paying for something or doing service in your yard or helping you in some way. No, I don't want to be a bother to you. I don't want you to have to be inconvenienced or to sacrifice. But love is an expression of sacrifice. If you don't allow others to express their sacrificial love to you, you're not letting the real love be expressed. Real love is expressed sacrificially. Our sacrificial love, when we love each other this way, it is as if the cost that I'm paying to love you in accord with what I believe God wants to express to you is actually a sacrifice that I'm offering to God. It really is a raising up of our expression of love. It's a sacrifice expressed to God through the expression of love to that person. And in the process of that, God enables you and me to love beyond our natural capacity. Have you ever noticed that those who live lives of sacrificial love, it's like they live in, in honestly, a superpower of expression because God fills them with an ability to go beyond their natural means, their natural uh, capacity, in order to express supernatural, sacrificial love. Wow! <laughs> that accomplishes the kingdom of heaven. That builds people. That transforms lives. This kind of love carries or requires a cost to be paid. Marital love is a high expression of sacrificial love because it is a love that goes on without time boundary. And because of that, it is just a continual expression of sacrificial love. I wish more people knew when they were entering into marriage that what they're entering into is a costly, sacrificial love from here till then, the end of life. It's what parents enter into when they raise children, that it is a sacrificial love, one sacrifice of sleep, of time, of energy, of money, after another, after another, through decades. It's also the kind of love that a child, an adult child, particularly may exercise towards parents when now their parents might be losing it physically or emotionally or mentally, and they require care or maybe around-the-clock care, but I will care for them sacrificially 
because this is the love of God being expressed through me. Real love is sacrificial love. It carries with it also, I'm, I'm going to land this thing soon, don't worry about it. Um, <clears throat> it carries with it also a love that, that has the ability to reset and refresh. By that I mean sacrificial love doesn't grow old. It doesn't grow stale. but it has to be renewed. So when I recognize the cost that I need to pay to love that person, I go to God for the resource. I need to be renewed in him. I need to reset, whether that's through forgiveness or whatever that takes me to the place that I can get a fresh batch to release without giving up. Remember, it never gives up. So real love is sacrificial and has a power to reset and refresh in God rather than grow tired or weary or lack creativity. Behold his mercies. Behold newness in the kingdom of God every day for sacrificial love. So what's real love look like? Well, it has a, a kind of unconditional nature to it. But that unconditional nature doesn't just happen. It requires an intentionality, a kind of covenantal faithfulness. I am committing to love you sacrificially. That's what lies underneath. So I want to encourage you to take a moment and consider, is there anybody, as as I'm sharing these thoughts with you, is there anybody that you feel like God wants you to refresh your sacrificial love towards? Anybody that God is speaking or bringing in image or memory or name to you, that you need to refresh your commitment to love them sacrificially. Possibly you're harboring record of wrongs, bitterness and unforgiveness. Well, that will eat you alive. Sacrificial love doesn't have to stay in that place. Anybody that God's bringing to your mind? Is there anybody that you recognize who has recently loved you sacrificially in some way that they've overlooked your whatever, or they have served you in a way that cost them it was a sacrifice? If so, is there anybody that God would have you express thanks to, whether that's in a text or uh, email or a phone call or a thing. Anybody you should love, anybody you maybe should express thanks to because of sacrificial love. Is there anything that maybe God might be highlighting that you want to thank Him for because of His sacrificial love towards you? It, sometimes we're very vague and we say, Oh Lord, thank you for your general forgiveness. And But I want you to be specific. What in you has God needed to sacrificially love you through? Your rebellion, your selfishness, your hard-heartedness. Anything like that? Well, today I wanted to talk to you about what real love looks like. The powerful love. The love that God empowers from heaven. And it looks like the kind of love God has for us a sacrificial love. But because we're in his image, because he fills us with his presence in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, we have the ability to walk in that sacrificial love. What would that look like if marriages 
were committed to each other in that way? What would it look like if households were walking in sacrificial love for each other, or neighborhoods, or across lines of division, or countries? Oh God, come Holy Spirit and release a revelation in the power of sacrificial love. Would that not change just about everything? I think it would. Anyway, are you walking in sacrificial love? You can. I pray the presence and power of God refreshing your soul, even now, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have a great day. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Let's keep going in this thing. Talk to you sometime soon. Bye-bye.